Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. Oh, so welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. We are very excited today because it's Valentine's Day. I don't think we've had an episode land right on Valentine's Day like this um, before. I agree. <laughs> and we thought that it would be really fun this Valentine's Day to just talk books. And we, instead of picking one book that we both have read and we're going to talk about, we're instead going to just kind of um, share some of our favorites or some, I mean, how can you really pick a favorite book? Yes. I really struggle with that. But we'll try. <laughs> but we thought we'd be... Like these might just be favorites from yeah. recent reads or things that yeah. we've really enjoyed or just ones we kind of want to talk about. So we kind of both came with a little list and some ones that we thought would be fun. And we're going to just jump in and talk about them. Uh, do, do you mind if I start though with something that's been kind of in my head throughout this last, really, as we just started talking about romance. And it's something that um, one of our uh, guest authors, Sandra Bloomberg, actually, who we interviewed several now, like two years ago, said, and she really was talking about romance, that there's really a place for everything. There's a really, there's something for everyone in the genre. And as I was going through even the books that I love, I like, I loved the just the range like there's so many you know sweet rom-coms to kind of ones that are a little more steamy and that's great like Mm -hmm. I I love that there was such a range and also that if if someone doesn't want a certain type of romance that's fine there's there's something else for you just keep looking and um it will it, it will come if you do the research and you take the time to look for what's for you and I just yeah I love that I thought that kind of set some of these conversations into like context yes that's so <laughs> great I when I was kind of composing my list today like it I felt the same way like there was just such variety from like sweet YA to yeah to steamy to fantasy to whatever and yeah. um kind of as I like tried to kind of group things a little bit it was just interesting to see that I completely agree I something I've been thinking a lot about lately is how valuable it is to see um both our own experience mirrored in stories and to see someone else's experience that we don't understand in stories and I think that we talk about that in other types of fiction and literature but we don't always apply that to romance and sexuality and and I think it's really powerful to um to see even our own sexual experience and sexual experiences that are really different from ours um, yes. portrayed in stories um, because stories is how it's how we learn right it's how we, all those like mere neurons fire in our brain how we grow right. in empathy and and our own experience as well absolutely I 100% agree and I think I think actively doing both like mm-hmm. actively having that smattering of this is something that is totally mine this is something yeah. I totally get and then this is something that I've not experience. This is something, this is a, a story that I don't have any familiar familiarity with. Like all of that is so important and having that good range. Yeah. It just, just kind of 
allows us to see the world, I think, in, in its facets a little more. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk books. (laughs) Hopefully you'll find some good uh, recommendations as we talk about Absolutely. And also I wanted to note that we've, we've talked about um, finding books that are for us based on category. And I actually found a search index that searches romance um, reviews and gives a category for them. So like I'm going to include categories that in the like notes. tropes or categories like categories as or like it tags it, it gives it a steam mm. level, it kind of combines them based on location. Like it, it's it's very robust. That's so I'm including cool. it here um, just in case someone wants to kind of do a search index. Uh, at least a good few of the ones that I'm talking about, I, I checked and they are in there. So, so if you want to learn more about some of these books, it's a place to start. And I'll put that in the notes. That's awesome. You'll put it in the notes. Yeah. What's it called though? Or um, it is called um, all about romance.com and it's slash power search. So it's, it's one, and I'm sure that there are others as well, but sure. all about romance.com slash power search. That is awesome. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so do you want to start first? And do you <laughs> me too? What is your well, two of the ones that came up on my list we're gonna talk about in the next two weeks. So I will just yes. mention them and then we can like move on. Absolutely. Um and I want heart to principle about... and book lovers are two of my favorites, and we yes. will jump into those in more more in depth in the next Absolutely. coming weeks. I know because well, you like them too. <laughs> I love them too. And really like, it's funny because the, those two authors, they're uh, Helen Hang and um, Emily Henry, and then also Allie Hazelwood are auto buys for me. Um, yeah. I just, I, I like their flavors and I, I also really love the love um, uh the the kiss quotient um by yes. Helen Huang um and I agree that was really I felt seen in that book mm-hmm. um it it kind of I love the perspective she comes at it from and doing a version of um Pretty Woman <laughs> yes. in a reverse a gender, gender yeah, yeah. It, it was fascinating and it worked and I yes. uh, applaud her and I loved the book and yeah. then the love hypothesis for Allie Hazelwood, I just enjoy immensely. And all three of those really, they, they're, they're kind of a delight. Like you pick them up and, and there's both depth and other things going on fun. below the yeah. surface. And then there's banter and all of those mm-hmm. things. So it's, I love the combination of those. <laughs> yeah, those are and, definitely in my favorites as well. Yeah, and I actually liked Ali Hazelwood's more recent one. I think better than um, than Live on the the Brain. Yeah, yeah, and I loved, I liked that one a lot too. Um, for very different reasons, though. Yeah, for sure. There were definitely things. I'm a Rayla fan, though, so like (laughs) love hypothesis, and I've worked in academia, so both of those things made that one uniquely. But Love on the Brain is also really great and I I think I think her craft improved Mm -hmm. as well like yes so I I think think there were things there that I'm like oh I I like what she did there yeah um, with some of those things as well yeah 
Yeah. Two of my most recent reads that I really loved that I think um, I love for very different reasons and kind of capture some of that spectrum we were talking about. Um, one is Two Wrongs Make a Right by Chloe Lise. And that book was just like, uh, it was one of those that I was like, I feel seen, like someone put part of me on this page. Um, and the characters, one struggles with anxiety and the other is neurodivergent. And um, it's basically a retelling of um, Much Ado About Nothing, which you know is my oh, favorite my Shakespeare. Goodness. So it was just like, this is my yeah. book. This is for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the other side of the spectrum, right after that, I read The Charm Offensive by um, Alison Cochran. And that is a male-male romance and fabulous. It was so fabulous. I was laughing. I got choked up. It was like, it was just a beautiful, very sweet story, um, funny, and on the total opposite spectrum of something very different from my own experience. Um, but that I loved and I got to get a glimpse into someone else's experience through that. Oh, I love that. I love that. Connected with that. Um, this is probably going a little to the side. Um, but so Rick Riordan, um, I, we, we've talked about before and yeah, obviously his is much excuse younger, yeah. um, but his romances include across his series include a lot of diversity and that mm. I love that about his writing and actually one of my favorites is Magnus Chase yeah. and he his love interest is gender fluid Alex Fierro and mm. I love one I, I love the series it's just really well done and the characters are just so well written but how the gender fluidness is handled and i i just love how the the connection is set up and all of yeah. all of the then working through the internal work of figuring out your own sexuality in it um yeah. it's just lovely it's a really it's a really beautiful series that i I highly recommend it. And it's just, it's swoon worthy, which is great. Yeah. I think that's my favorite of his series actually too. It's really fun. And it's so funny. Yeah. Like I love being in Magnus's head. Like he's just yeah. a great character too. And, yes. and that's, all of this is, we come back to those characters and those characters yeah. together and what makes you root for them. And, and I just, I, as I was going through and even looking at this, some names just popped into my head where I'm like, oh, we have to talk about this one. And, <laughs> and that's, that's, what's kind of beautiful about it is you're like, yeah, I get to cheer for people yes. who, are, who are having happy endings and, and we all deserve to see ourselves in happy endings. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of YA, one of my favorites that I read last year is um, Better Than the Movies by Lynn Painter. And it's her YA. So this is, it's, um, there's some talk and stuff about sex, but it's not on the page. And one of the things I loved about this book so much was that the main character is like obsessed with, um, old rom-coms. And so there's so it. many references <laughs> to like all these old rom-coms and she, she, um, like the way that the story's woven kind of is set up in a structure, kind of like an old, like nineties rom-com 
And then all these like 90s rom-coms are mentioned. And so it was just so, so delightful. I laughed. I cried a little. Like it was so sweet and just fun. And yeah, that, that's one of my favorites for YA, I think. I love that. And I love the the cover of that. I haven't read it yet, yeah. but it's like sitting it is really cute. And I'm like, once we get through. Yeah. <laughs> you get kind of a fake dating trope too, which I always love. And Boy Next Door, oh. a little bit of enemies to lovers. It's like all these great tropes. I love that's, too. that's fake dating is always. Yeah. It's just wonderful. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, and speaking of fake dating, we have to talk about The Wedding Date by Jasmine mm. Galori. And I, one, I don't know why, but people getting caught in elevators, just, yes. I find it so, like, so funny and yeah. and awkward because that's probably, like, my you know, nightmare. Um, <laughs> and so I always find it having something good come out of that nightmare. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I, I love her lead, Alexa. Like I just, mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed her character getting, sinking into her experience. And it was both fun and bantery but also it had so much depth to it yeah. and it was hot. Like it was, yeah. I mean, without like being, it's not, it's not like. It's um, not Ice Planet Barbarians. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> no, but it, yeah. it was just it, like the romantic tension and yeah. all of that kind of chemistry was just really, really beautiful and, yeah. and so well put together. And I, I love that. I love when there's that, you definitely feel some of that chemistry between them. You feel yes. that push pull and you kind of get, it's, it is a lot of that outside um, kind of responsibilities being in two different locations. So it allowed them to, when they were together, be like magnets pulled together. And yeah. I love a good, like, when it's a, like they're magnetic like I, yes. I love that, that feeling yes uh, and it, that it, sexual oh, tension that's exactly and especially when it's palpable yeah and that had it in spades and I just mm. I I haven't read any of her others but I know that there are many others out there that are very good um that that people enjoy um but I just loved yeah. that book okay speaking of like great chemistry and sexual mm -hmm. tension um yes have you read the Mer the American Roommate Exchange? Ex no, Experiment. <laughs> the American no. Roommate Experiment by Elena Armas. No, but um, I have read the Spanish Love Deception, okay, which yes. I enjoyed. Yes, the Spanish Love Deception was good, but it was the American Roommate Experiment is so much better. I think it? it's so much better. Her craft improved. The chemistry is better yes. between the characters. It's a slow burn, but you get still like you get a lot of little super steamy like yep. physical moments even <laughs> the way before anything happens with them um and you get it's kind of like this practice not practice dating but sort of like she, she's trying to get information um inspiration for a book she's writing so I, I love writing character like characters who are writers I do too get me excited <laughs> um and so you have this like super awkward situation where they're both staying in an apartment that they didn't know the other was going to stay in like there's just wonderful awkwardness wonderful sexual attention fabulous like growth in the physicality that Love it. starts at one place and then like slowly ramps up and up and up and up and really up it's super steamy like super steamy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but I really enjoyed it 
I like her writing and I I really am excited to read it. I actually have it on my bookshelf. So it's there. I just haven't do it. it yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Let's move that to the forefront. And I I really with the Spanish Love Deception, mm-hmm. I it, to me it had kind of a slow start. Yes. Um I thought but- it it did have a slow start and I, there was a lot of like white room syndrome in the beginning yeah. of it, which really bothered me. Like, and which is a problem I have, so I should be totally fine with it. But I just had a hard time like picturing things and some of that, but I think her craft really improved yeah. with the next one, but I still enjoyed it. And the banter in, in Spanish, um, yeah, deception, whatever it's called. That's, the yeah, banter was that, great. This, the Spanish love deception. Yeah. I once like, once the chemistry from them started yeah. going back and forth, it really started to sizzle. I liked the location a lot. Once it got into yes, the, got. the trip, like it felt really like it had that infusion of energy. And yeah. even as we got like little glimpses of his humanness, like, mm-hmm. like I think I loved Catalina, like Drew, I was yes. like, nah, I'm not so sure about it. <laughs> so, but I, I, I was one over in the end. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, also, uh, there's one that um, I recently read called The um, Marriage Game by Sarah Desai. Oh, I haven't heard um, of Yeah. It's, so lots of people talk about the dating plan or the singles table of hers. And I haven't made it that far. So I haven't heard of those one. ones either. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love it. I'm adding to my list. <laughs> it's it, she's, she's a lovely, like the lead character, Layla, is is she's allowed to have edges and kind of be a bit of a a mess. And I love ones that allow characters to be not at their best. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because it's super relatable. Um, And she also like the, the story begins where she's kind of having to come back home and kind of a mistake she made has these far-reaching implications in the social mm-hmm. media world. And she has to kind of regroup and start again. But her her dad, who runs a restaurant, is also trying to arrange a marriage for her. So he has set up all these dates, but in between, he actually has a heart attack. And so oh, there's there's this great blend of kind of that grappling with life seriousness, Mm. but she's having to manage all these dates at the same time. And the office that she's staying in, like to do her work for like trying to regroup and getting her Uh career back online has been double booked. So there's another guy, there's a guy who's in the office. Love it. Force proximity. Exactly. Force (laughs) proximity. It's, and he's grappling with things that are similarly difficult and kind of grief related and mm. and trauma informed yeah. and i just loved the depth that she did with those characters and i'm i'm really excited to read more of her stuff because of it um it was it was fun there was one part like i don't like when characters breach trust and there's mm. a breach of trust that i did not like but other yeah. than that, it's a really great book and and I enjoyed it. That's fun. I'm going to have to check it out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, one that I really liked that kind of has um, some depth like that or in a different way, but yeah. uh, 
P.S. And I love you by Ronnie um, Lauren. And I've actually read a couple things by her lately that I've just really loved. But that one, the main character is definitely a hot mess. She has super, super extreme social anxiety, um, mm. which was both relatable, but also like took it to an extreme. I was like, yeah, wow. <laughs> this is. Um, and I just loved the way that the character growth in that that book and the way that these two characters kind of helped each other with their character growth and their struggles um, without it being like this other person saved me or, you know, like it's not yes. at all that, but it's very much this like, yeah, just this, the way that, that they supported each other through, the, through that growth was really beautiful. Um, yeah, it was, it's definitely one of my favorites from recently. One of the ones I, it's interesting that you talked about that. Cause all of a sudden, like we can't keep meeting like this actually jumped into my head by Lynn Solomon. Yeah. Um, I think that you've read it as well. It's the lead, the main character has OCD. And yeah. um, there was, there was just a lot of also kind of looking at the finding our own kind of respect for ourselves and kind yeah. of figuring out what's ours and figuring out what's want, what, what we want and listening to our bodies and listening to ourselves. Yes. and. I, I think and that one's a YA too. It's it is, it, and it's great. Like I think it's it was such a good book for teens. Like it just has so much of that. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Like listening to ourselves and kind of finding our way in the world. Yeah, and even making mistakes and yeah and and learning from them and not letting them devastate us and and kind of coming to acceptance with that and yeah. the the. the the male lead is also lovely in, in it, I, uh, but obviously has work to do as well. And yeah. I just, I liked, I liked how it handled though, those kind of a little, a little deeper issues than I think most YA typically yeah. kind of go into. I think the same is true with Rachel and Solomon's Today, Tonight, Tomorrow, um, which is probably my favorite of hers. And that one has just a ton of great depth as far as like seeing someone else um, who maybe you didn't like, it's kind of an enemies to lovers. And so mm -hmm. these characters think that they're very different and they have nothing in common and they're just kind of school rivals. <laughs> and then they're forced into kind of a forced proximity situation and start to see, like start to understand each other um, really yeah. in a way that's super, just super well done and super beautiful. And you kind of see this um, they're not as different as they thought and that kind of thing, which I love. I love that too. Like, yeah, I, I love that kind of coming to, to see each other with new eyes, like yeah. Yeah, to, to get beyond the just superficial and getting into the depth of the, who the person is. I love that. A fantasy one that I think does that really well too, is, um, Radiance by Grace Draven, Draven. Um, it's kind of two characters who come from totally different societies, who look different, who um, have these very strong stereotypes about each other, are basically forced into a forced marriage. And then mm. throughout that kind of have to deal with, I mean, the, the one character is forced out of her country, her family, her everything she knows that's familiar um, and forced into this entirely different culture. Um, and just as that happens, the ways that she starts to um, learn about this other culture and about her husband. And um, it's just really beautiful. I really like that one too. I like that. I, 
I'm going to say it because <laughs> it just needs saying. Um, I I know you both. I think we both read "Spin the Dawn" and "Unravel the the um, Dusk." And yeah. I I love Elizabeth Lame. I, I love like all she does. Um, I love that about the lead characters there too, because yeah. one of them is a magic user and uh, the other one is very not. And yeah. I, I love Maya, Maya, I think it's um, how it said, um, is just a lovely character really as she goes into this completely uncomfortable position and has to be completely vulnerable and is pretending to be something that she's not. And um, it's kind of like Mulan meets Project Wardway, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Would be a way of saying at least the first one. Um, But it is definitely a fantasy. Um, I I loved the development of the characters of of her and the Enchanter and... Um, yeah. we, as we see more humanity within that character that um, is at first very set apart and very different and mm-hmm. kind of almost the outcast, even though he has a place of yeah. authority. Um, I just, I love the development of that relationship. I think she does a great job of like bringing it together and and in a supportive and interesting way that yeah. those characters end up having to rely on one another um, and kind of really can get to the heart of who each other is over time and kind of dig deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go on a journey, which is always like, I love journeys yeah. where they're like, hey, we're throwing you together. And <laughs> now yeah. we get to see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, which is always a delight. There's a great arc with both those characters from isolation into connection, and I, yeah. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, I agree. And also, kind of connected with that is Sherzad and Khalid from um, which I it, we haven't done a book club episode, so I don't feel bad <laughs> talking about it again. Uh, Wrath in the Dawn and the Rose in the Dagger. I just, I especially in the first one, I love yes. the development of that relationship over time. I think it's just chef's it kiss. Is fabulous. Yeah. Like it's just. Um, but there's also another relationship in it which I'm not going to give away because that's actually part of the fun um, that I really love and I always love I love a good like when you have someone else to also be rooting for as well like you're 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 maybe it's not the main couple but you're like oh I, I hope that they can kind of figure that out those people and um yeah and it's really well done as well <laughs> uh, really Adaya, yeah. mm-hmm. speaking of um fantasies <laughs> another one on my fantasy list was a far far wilder magic by allison saft mm-hmm. um this is a ya and it was another great example of like a slowly super slow burn um but a slowly developed relationship that went from two people that don't totally understand each other that are both kind of super isolated with their own wants and needs um that are at times in conflict with each other and then growing into something that's um yeah that's friendship and then then moves on to something more it was a nice I really like I really like those stories there's a lot of enemies to lovers on my list but a lot of them like especially when they're done in a way where it 
goes almost from like enemies to friends to lovers like that's I really like when you can see that whole progression and you yes. can see how they change in um, as they get to know each other and as their perception of each other changes um I think that's I don't know I really am drawn to those stories for some reason I like that I think that's a great point because I I some sometimes think that enemies to lovers maybe a little bit it goes too extreme, like yeah. almost too fast, where yeah. all of a sudden you go from like hate to yes. love. And, well, and progression and so is often important. it's yeah. like they're only enemies because they're super attracted to each other. Right. Like, I mean, the hating game is a good example of this, yeah, I think. Absolutely. Um, which I enjoyed, but still, it's kind of just that like we're super attracted to each other. And so we're angry at each other or something, yes. you know? And it goes really fast. And I don't think those are my yes. favorites as far as the enemies to lovers go. Like, I really like when there is true difference yes. and that difference is changed and overcome kind of throughout the story. Absolutely. And it's interesting because the hating game movie, I think, does a better job of bridging that gap. But uh -huh. I definitely agree with you on on that. That and I think with that, you know, as we talk about maybe things in stories that maybe aren't things that we want to mirror in our yeah. own relationships, that sometimes enemies to lovers can can lean in too hard to the hate like they can lean in a little too hard with the like we want to destroy one another <laughs> and yeah. and I think especially if you're gonna try to make something where there's a subversion or one of the characters actually doesn't hate the other person I think mm -hmm. maybe even softening some of that so yeah. that it can be antagonistic but not necessarily like that really um toxic <laughs> yeah yeah kind of um name calling and really being out to like destroy the other person in there because it it is hard to come back from that yeah and believably yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> one that I think does um it starts out pretty extreme mm -hmm. as far as disliking each other and does do it does move be believably to love mm -hmm. um and it's probably one of my top five romances okay. that i've read in the last year is um the roughest draft it's a co-written i don't remember the names of the couple that wrote it um but it's fabulous like you have writing characters again like characters Yay. who are writers which i always <laughs> love <laughs> but these characters used to co-write together a bunch of books were super big and popular and they had a massive falling out um, uh, and misunderstanding and like super extreme hurt but they still are under contract to do another book and so they kind of like go at a really long stretch of time like maybe even a couple of years without filling the contract or talking to each other and then the publishing house is like no you've got to you've got to do this and so they <laughs> are forced to um usually they wrote their books at this house together and like would go away together and, and write their books and so they do that again but they are super hurt and super like yeah. and kind of legitimately hurt by each other um and have to kind of work through that and overcome that in order to write this story and I just thought it was super well done as far as how that progression happened and how they slowly started to soften towards each other and like out of necessity to work together yeah. um yeah and then how that kind of grew into something more and into more understanding about what actually happened um 
because it is it is based on a misunderstanding, which isn't my favorite trope, but yeah. So like I think there's something it can create a lot of good tension at times. Yeah. <laughs> it, I I can like it depending on how it's handled, I think. Yes. And yeah. and I it's it's not my favorite either, but I love that. Um mm-hmm. especially because I do think that any trope can be good if it's if it's kind of handled and managed well. Yeah. And I thought it was so fascinating too to have like a co-written team and they're I yeah. think they're married writing about this book that is co-written <laughs> yeah. have all that in, into each other like it just was it was fun <laughs> you'd wonder like how to keep real life from creeping into yes. <laughs> well that was something that they really like leaned into that theme in this book too like talking about how much of their own feelings ended up on the page, the character's own feelings ended up on the page and the characters grappling with that and whether they should read into the pages the other character gave them like does this mean they're feeling that for me like all this kind of stuff and it was really fascinating where those lines got blurred and um and where they were distinct and just it had a lot to say just about the writing process too which I just really enjoyed I love that, especially if that plays into the miscommunication trope. Like, yeah. that's really fun. It does. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, you would like that one. <laughs> and I, it's interesting because a lot of, you know, I just said the enemies to lovers and going from like wanting to kill someone or like being, and I actually have two that are on here for the fantasy side. Um, so To Kill a Kingdom, which it's, I haven't mm-hmm. read it in a, in a while, but I liked it's one that weirdly parts of it stick with me um, Yeah, from, from it. And it, it goes from literally someone wanting to come carve someone's heart out yes. to like not. And, yes. and I just, I enjoy it. I, it's a kind of really like interesting spin on kind of little mermaids and yeah. sirens. And um, it's, it's a, it's a fun read. Um, it is a really also, fun read. I think yeah. it also works in particularly well because the desire to carve someone's heart off um, isn't self-motivated. It's externally like yes. in order to please her mom. Yeah. So I think that that helps with that transition into not wanting to do that. Um, Absolutely. And distance. The yes. distance from the influence of being yes. because the the court under which she is living um is very toxic very highly controlled by her mother and in removing herself she's actually able to kind of see the world in a very different and more wide range of kind of understanding and she's able to really step out and kind of see things from different perspectives and I I love that as well (laughs) And then um, Cruel Beauty by uh, Rosamund Hodge. And I had to include at least one Beauty and the Beast, which I'm, I'm holding <laughs> back, like, because I really love Beauty and the Beast as yeah. a, like, um, <laughs> a fairy tale. But um, Cruel Beauty is kind of almost this uh, mashup between Beauty and the Beast and um, kind of Till We Have Faces, kind of Cupid and Psyche. And it's it starts out basically with again like wanting to destroy um, the character of Nyx is being forced to marry basically a demon yeah. um, named Ignifex, and 
Um, she's forced to go through her wedding alone and thrown into this situation. And there's a lot more going on than it appears. And mm. it's it's one that, again, when I read it, it just stuck with me. There was a lot of just weird and cool things about it, little takeaways. And it's 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 kind of there's lots of jagged edges to the love in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to give away too much, so I'm not going to talk about how those things develop. But I liked I liked all the jagged edges. I thought that it looked at kind of we don't we don't automatically know how to love someone like mm-hmm. we 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 go through yeah. and we're imperfect in that. And there, it really embraces a lot of that making making mistakes and having to then learn from them having to kind of accept how we hurt each other um and it it I I really again it stuck with me and I for several years so that one like it it blazed into my brain and I'm like we we have to talk about it (laughs) and it's just the world building too is just really yeah it was some really interesting world building yeah yeah. Oh, there's so many. We, I, can I? Yeah. We both like the bodyguard, and we we yes. touched on it just quickly, but I in another episode. But I thought maybe we could chat about it a little more here. Um, yeah, that is another <laughs> great one. I really like the way that that one develops too. Like he really, yeah. it's another one where you kind of get these characters that are very different from each other. Kind Absolutely, of starting to see each other in a new way. Yeah, making mm-hmm. assumptions. Yes, and. I think even like the mysteries within it are really fascinating and interesting and keep everything moving forward. I think she does a great job of kind of giving great stakes to what's going on with them and, and, and the cost of even being together Mm -hmm. um, and the cost of being apart. I think Um, she really does. And I also just it it was one of those that if someone's looking for a read that is in the kind of more like kiss level, yeah. um, I think it's just a delightful one, a, a delightful one that um, kind of keeps you going throughout. Like it keeps yes. you intrigued. It keeps you drawn throughout. I think the carrot of the book was very fascinating and interesting and I love the girl as the bodyguard and being able to like I love that she surprises and people and I love that there's actually an entire scene where she gets to like show off her skill and for someone who does not not um necessarily respect her skill and Mm -hmm. I like that a lot yes (laughs) totally the underestimated yes female is great (laughs) absolutely do you mind if we do a couple historicals just yeah 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 we haven't really touched on any historical ones yet I I have really two kind of series um one is Lisa Clay Pass's um Wallflower series I'm Mm. I haven't finished them all but especially Secrets of a Summer Night and Devil in Winter um Mm. the the middle book, the, the one that takes place in autumn, has something in it that I didn't like as much. But basically, it's a Regency where these four characters are 
on the marriage march and for one reason or another they are deemed not not <laughs> unworthy <laughs> yes so they basically are for the season have been sitting out all the dances together but haven't talked to each other and they basically kind of form this group um oh, I love that and work together like there's two buccaneers from the U.S. who are you know new money from New York coming to find rich you know trying to find lords who are poor um, uh-huh. who need their wealth um you have a beautiful um someone who is very beautiful but poor so that's why mm-hmm. she's not being um picked out and then a shyer character um who actually has a stutter um and it's interesting mm. because i have actually personally gone through an episode of developing for a short period of time a stutter and i thought it was it, she's in um the devil in winter and i think they did a really great job of handling what being in a toxic or um difficult environment that might Mm. cause you to have that type of ailment or um mental you know yeah going through the process of um potentially getting out of that situation and potentially being able to do some things to um to work through the stutter um was actually done really well mm-hmm. and it was a really great combination too between two very different characters who actually fit very well together um so i i would recommend that um if you're looking for a lisa clay pass i haven't i've only read um, one lisa clay pass and i need to explore her a little more i think what have you read just out of i don't remember what it was called um and i liked it but i wasn't like wowed by it so i haven't really picked her up again but i know people really love her so i feel like i need to explore it a little more i've I've heard about the revenals but i haven't read anything there um but i liked i liked the fact that they're wallflowers like mm-hmm. I yeah. that was something that I really yeah. enjoyed that that for whatever reason society has kind of stamped their value as something and they they kind of get to take back their power in that way and I just I enjoyed that yes, totally. <laughs> and then I am a huge Sherry Thomas fan just in general um I've read every single one of her historical romances I've read almost, I've read her Wuxia, which is my beautiful enemy, which is very good. Um, her, for her romances, I Do you really have a like, favorite of her? Yeah. Sure. Yes. So I like the Fitzhugh um, series, which it's possible that other people may not like the, <laughs> that one as much because it does have a character that he uses his words like he is instead of like disengaging from a situation he decides to use his words to antagonize the person he likes Mm -hmm. um but I actually really like his character arc and and that's Mm -hmm. in the um tempting of the bride which is the last one of that series um, but it starts with the be- beguiling of the beauty, which includes dinosaurs and mm-hmm. like trips to New York. Um, nice. <laughs> and um, 
pretending to be someone else um mm. <laughs> and wearing a veil it's very like I don't I but I love it like I it's one of those that I've read more than once so um <laughs> there's something there and then uh, the first one I started on was not quite a husband and that was kind of interesting and fascinating to me it's a lot more historical in that it's it's yeah. kind of takes place in a there's a major battle that's going on and so it's kind of a it has a different feel and um yeah and it's not his well it is historical but um we've talked about magnolia sword if you want something though of sherry thomas's that doesn't have steam in it magnolia sword yeah. is a lovely couple there's no steam because it's a retelling of mulan um, but it's, it's but it still got like a really great um, development to their yeah. relationship and yeah and it still has romantic tension and absolutely and even like it has moments that although they're not like sexy sexy they they have a lot of just great connection and closeness yes. to them yes. and Kai is just the most delightful little cinnamon roll I love him <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's very true yes <laughs> uh lately if i pick up a um historical romance it's well it's either bridgerton because i've been working my way through the series yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's sarah mclean have you read much of her? i haven't i haven't read any okay. and so what where would you suggest to start yeah so well i'm i might suggest you start with bombshell um which is the first book in the hell's bells series and it's delightful because it has this friend group that are just like super great they're kind of um <laughs> super eclectic and like odd and quirky and this group of friends that are um yeah I, I just think you would really enjoy that uh and it's got like bombshell has a lot of um just great feminist themes even in this like historic setting and these women who are kind of pushing against the roles that they're told they can play um which i really enjoy yeah but probably my favorite of hers is um one good one good earl deserves a lover and it's the third book i think in this in that particular series but the main character is this super quirky odd like obsessed with science definitely on the spectrum although they just call her odd you know <laughs> term for that at the time um and she was just delightful and I really I really enjoyed just her a lot and the way that that played out um in the relationship yeah because she she kind of takes charge of her own sexual life I guess at a time when that's not really allowed um absolutely yeah I really enjoyed that one a lot I love that do you mind if we real quick go classic for a sec? Yeah. Um, we have mentioned much ado about nothing, which we needed oh, to. Yes. So good. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, foundational for me is Pride and Prejudice. Like, I yeah. love Pride and Prejudice and I love retellings. And so, I, Bridget Jones's diary, there's um, Mr. Darcy's diary. And if you want to see something from his perspective, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. It's, it's quite it good. It, Amanda Grange. Um, okay. And I thought it was really well done. Um, and and from a perspective of someone, I think, who knows the books really well, like, 
Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you're like, okay, I can see how this was a retelling, but sometimes you're like, oh yeah, that that person probably really loves the book, and I think yeah. she she did a lot. Um, and then Shannon Hale's uh, Austin Land, which it's also a movie. The movie is great. See the movie, but um, the book is also very good, and um, it's just it's fun. Like it's just it's just a delight. And sometimes just having a book that's fun, that doesn't take itself too seriously, that obviously doesn't, that that really just enjoys enjoying a thing um, unashamedly. Um, I love that. And I think Pride and Prejudice is like the ultimate original (laughs) enemies to lovers, right? Like absolutely. Um and foundational. (laughs) As we've talked about all these different, you know, some of the different books we enjoy that have that kind of aspect of making judgments about each other or like not seeing each other clearly and then having that change and grow. I think Pride and Prejudice is exactly the quintessential of that. Absolutely. Well and do you mind if I jump off from Austin Land? So uh one last one. Um who I've enjoyed um, because she loves what she loves. And and I like that she doesn't mind being nerdy is mm-hmm. Ashley Poston and her Geekerella series. Oh, which I haven't read is that one yet. I've been wanting to. Yeah. Cons and conventions and science fiction. And it leans in heavily to like Star Wars-y, Star Trek-y goodness. Um, there's, there's just there's just a delightfulness there and I I'm a nerd as well and I really enjoyed that series so if, if you enjoy those type of things it's definitely someplace I'd say to start it with hers mm-hmm. but um I read the dead romantics this year and um I really liked that book a lot it was very yeah. different than that on series and it, her craft between those definitely develops you can see the difference like I really it was kind of almost this this kind of um dead like me or like Mm. it's it's pushing daisies type of feels to it elements her her parents um are embalmers and um it's you know, own a funeral parlor and put on Mm -hmm. funerals. And so there's a lot of kind of that kind of grave humor. Um, She is a ghostwriter, which is just lovely. Um, (laughs) And she can talk to ghosts. And it's just a very interesting, it's a very interesting book. Um, It looks at grief. I haven't read that one yet. You got it for me though for my birthday. It's an good one. (laughs) I'm such a mood reader that I like just sometimes I have books like that that just sit there for a while because I'm like, I want to read it, but I'm just not sure I'm in the mood for it right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's another one that's like a really great combination though of like dealing with deeper things. There's some grief, Mm -hmm. there's some like fun banter back and forth, there's some humor within the family but also yeah. like some drama and it, it just it has a lot of going for it um mm. and I I it wasn't the like I didn't sit down and like read it all the way through I kind of enjoyed it yeah. in pieces um but it was a really good one 
um, so, so fun. Yeah. All right. I'm sure that we I could know. keep talking about <laughs> all the romances for so much longer, but we should stop. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope that you leave a review and let us know what books you found or which ones of these are your favorites. Yeah. Um, yeah. And keep writing, keep putting your work out into the world and keep reading all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm.